Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Open Gym. I am your host, Omar Blancarte, and for our last episode of Season 1, I would like to present Matt Pham, the creator of the brand With the Beginner's Mind. Matt talks about his journey and inspiration for the brand, and this episode takes a twist when he decides to reverse roles and ask me a couple of questions. So, this, uh, Matt, first and foremost, thank you for being here on the first ever live episode of Open Gym. I'm, yeah, I'm stoked to be here. I've been looking forward to this since you invited me. And once we started to craft out what this podcast would look like, and now the day has come, it's Halloween, we're in the studio. Yeah. I'm, I know everyone can only see a certain part of it, but this space is amazing. Yeah, um, shout out to Lauren. Um, in the spirit of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> you got but, it from one of the best donut spots, bro. Is it? Yeah, SK's is really good. I've never been. I saw it. I was like, oh shit, I was running late. I couldn't get the donuts from where I live, so I was yeah. like, this is a spot. So, if you've listened to the episodes, I know you have. The first question is always, who is Matt Pham? I've been preparing for this one, man. I, I have listened to all the episodes for all the homies I've been on air. I've listened to it twice through. And so, to start, my name's Matt. I'm a human being who's in love with fashion. And at the start of this year, I launched my own design project, which is called With the Beginner's Mind. Okay, cool. Um... Before, before, before we get into it, I actually wanted to give you a chance, like, who's Omar? Um, I'm a lot of things, man. I don't like talking about myself. This is <laughs> You're kind of like Jorge. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot of things, but not to say that, like, I'm like the shit or anything. It's just, I do a lot. Um, really who I am, it's, it's a, a father, a son, a brother, a friend, and a fiance. To put it in short. Yeah, it's a whole lot of things. And also, you forgot to mention you hustle. You basically are always working. Oh, yeah. I'm always working. I'm, I'm always about, and I would love connecting people that understand that grind. So, moving on to uh, the next question. What is the purpose of your creative project with the beginner's mind? Yeah, for me, I would say the purpose of with the beginner's mind is to connect people and build community through clothing. As I mentioned at the start, I'm super in love with fashion. I have been in love with it since high school. And one thing that really always felt unattainable for me was actually meeting people in fashion, actually getting connected. I felt like outside of the internet, I didn't really know fashion. It was just this kind of mystery thing that I always wanted to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And so with the beginner's mind is really accumulation of I want to say over 10 years of me just loving fashion loving it more and more each year and finally getting to a point of saying you know as the name suggests I may not know everything but in my pursuit to always learn and always understand I'm going to figure things out and so with the beginner's mind I have mentioned this a few times on social but I think it's really important it's built upon three principles, which is the first is embrace the learning mindset. The second is to seek humility over perfection. And then the third is to find abundance in the present. And for me, it's such a big thing. And I think it relates to life in general, because with the beginner's mind means to have the ability to improvise, meaning you may not know everything, mm -hmm. but you got to bounce back. You got to take your lessons, move on and catch your wins. And it's just this mindset of challenging yourself in every day, wanting to be better, and also knowing that you're never going to be an expert and that's okay. And I really try to embed that into my design process because I love fashion, but I never learned design. 
this whole project is my attempt to say this is what it looks like when I try to design and I'm going to take you through the process of what it's like to bring something from a sketch to an idea to a proof of concept. Nice. Um, so you said you love fashion, but you never um, learned design. This is a little bit off script, but um, <laughs> I mean, I love that. That's the point of being here. Yeah. What did you go to school for? I went to school at UC Irvine, which is why I wore this shirt. Yeah. I honestly wore all everything that I'm wearing is gifted from the homies or something that was really meaningful to me. And so went to UC Irvine for accounting. At the time, following high school, I grew up in the suburbs in Irvine. So honestly, the first basically 22 years of my life were in Irvine. And growing up in Irvine, it's super competitive. Everyone wants their son to be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. And I didn't know what I wanted to be. And I always strived to be an overachiever because that's what my mom taught me. And I went to school for accounting, but along the way, I knew that I always loved fashion. Like I said, in high school, I loved clothing. And when it came time to college, I realized there might be more to life than accounting. And maybe I could find a way to merge clothing and a day job together. And so went to school for accounting, but here I am doing fashion. Nice. Um, do you, you like, you still like accounting? People always say as a filler statement, and I'll be real about it. People are like, yo, like it's good. You went to accounting. At least you have some kind of fallback if things don't work out. And on the real, it's good to know accounting. I think that I'm very business-minded and well-rounded in that way. But truth be told, I think you might agree to this too, is a lot of creatives feel that you learn through experience. And yeah. accounting's cool, and I'm glad I learned it. It really, the classes that I took helped me really kind of develop grit because they were so hard and challenging. Yeah. But as far as the field itself, I wouldn't say that it's something I'm super in love with or that I find relevant to this day. Um, maybe one day I keep that door open. Yeah. Um, what, wait, what about you though? Cause I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I mean, you mentioned at the top that you're, you're in school. So tell us more about that. So uh, I'm in school for marketing. Um, I really marketing with an emphasis in advertising. I really fell in love with advertising really about eight months, like maybe at the beginning of the year, I took an so advertising we're both the same. We just, yeah. Started on top of the year and we found love with it and here we are grinding for it. Doing some, yeah. Um, I found love with it just because of the idea of like storytelling for a brand or creating a brand image and advertising tells stories in about 30 seconds or less. And sometimes when, when work is done really good, like that shit hits home, you know? Uh, one of my favorite pieces of work in the advertising industry was uh, John CJ's um, New York, Nike New York. Yeah. commercials with 30 second commercials and it yeah. was just someone talking and then those commercials because if he he said uh, he didn't say a story but the person that was talking said something and i grew up playing basketball and it's like this um he was talking about how if anyone in front of him was guarding him and they were the same height he knew he put in the work yeah and he'd cook them every time nice and then that's a mentality you like you grow up if you're playing ball or anything that's yeah. that's a mentality so when you see that commercial, it's like, oh shit, this is like, this it is sticks, actually yeah. real. Yeah, it sticks. It's cool you say that because for me, I'm wearing UCI basketball. I'm wearing a Lakers hat from Daryl. And the funny thing is, I'm not a huge sports person. But yeah. what I do love is I love relating life to basketball. And so, yeah, what you said about just working hard and getting to a point where you can just like cook people. Like yeah. that's the mentality I have, which is really something I heard from Kobe. And it's the thought of 
you watch Kobe make game winners, you watch him make clutch shots. Yeah. You think it's clutch, but the real thing is he comes to practice, he's doing 3,000, you know, turnaround jumpers to get to that point where he can make a clutch shot. But people just see it as, damn, he's the GOAT. But on the real, it's all about that hard work. And yeah. I think that's something that really sticks with me. And I haven't seen that ad- advertisement, honestly, but it's something I feel like if I watch it, it'll probably give me the chills. And I've got damn repetition and hard work. And, and the knowledge that anybody my size, I cook him. <laughs> I cook him. I take him to school. If he's my size, I feel like I, I, we, we're at least equal. No matter, no matter where you've gone, where you've been, if he's my size, I'm going to cook him. He can't stop me. He can't stop me. Yeah, things like that get me hyped. Just- yeah. Those moments of motivation are just short clips, interviews. Like that's I'm all about that. It's like it, again, that's why I love basketball because there's a certain mentality that it takes to get yourself to that next level. And I just always love reading different players and how they get to that next level. Like a recent one that stuck with me is Jimmy Butler a few years ago. Like mm. during the off season, he knew he wanted to get better. So during the whole off season, homie had no internet. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, damn, like I, honestly, bro, every time I check my, my iPhone, my, it tells me that the screen time went up. And so I just can't even separate myself from that. So to realize that Jimmy was able to dedicate his time to basketball and cut out what he, I'm sure he loves the internet too, but he cut it out to focus. Like that's insane. Yeah. It's, um, it's, and a lot of people see it as cocky when people uh, talk that way, but if they've put in the work, I feel like they've earned the right to talk. Yeah, it's like you can be unapologetic and it goes back to kind of with the beginner's mind. It's like you don't know everything, but you've put in the work and you're still looking for more. And I think that's the really exciting thing about people. And one thing that really resonates when I hear people's stories and, you know, similar to you, like at the top, you mentioned that you're doing a lot of things and you listed that you're a father, a friend, a brother. And it just there's so many elements to who you are and I think you're just always trying to grow that and in developing a you know being a well-rounded person you're really not focused you're not really focused on one thing you're focused on just overall growth and that's something that I really admire and what makes your podcast super special is you bring people from the community together and really let them share their story and what I found is there's a through line in it Mm -hmm. the people you bring on all want to build community they all work hard and I want to say Jesus, more than half of them probably weren't trained in what they do. Yeah. And I think that's just super cool. And um, one thing that before we got into that ad, we were talking about advertising and you mentioned that you're going to school for marketing, emphasis in advertising. I'm a little bit different. I did accounting, knew it was good, but didn't really translate into fashion. Mm -hmm. You're directly taking courses that I would perceive impact your career. Would you say you learn more from classes or experience? Uh, it's a little bit of both. You know, our last guest, Brian, he said something that really did resonate with me. Um, he said he studied and he graduated with literature, a degree in literature. And I asked him, like, are you putting that to use or do you think? And then he said, I am not directly. He's like, I'm not writing a book, but I use it. Like the, the stuff that he learned in literature, like critical thinking and all that, he applies yeah. it to his everyday life. And I feel like it's the same way. The stuff that I'm learning right now in school, marketing and advertising. I may not be working at an advertising agency, but like it goes, it, I put it to use in the podcast. Yeah. And stuff like that. So yeah. 
I mean, maybe one day down the line, once I do find a job in that specific field or an agency, I will be able to apply it. But right now, I'm just applying it every day to my life. Like, yes. When I see about when I see a brand do something, I always think of it in an, in a marketing perspective. Yeah, you know? that's how you know you're wired in a way that you're chasing this passion or that you're really passionate. Because similarly, when I look at clothing of anything, bro, I'm talking Forever Twenty One, Fashion Nova to yeah. designer. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still loving it. I'm still checking out the fabric, and I think it's just this curiosity to look at something and then instantly analyze it through your lens so like for you it's analyzing the way they're communicating the mm -hmm. message the way that it resonates and why does it make you feel that type of way and i think that's that's really awesome how do you define with the beginner's mind i know you talked a little bit about it yeah i'll define it as two parts one is an ethos and the second is a design project speaking more to myself and this is kind of my first time really introducing the project for me it's a space with a beginner's mind is a space for me to really share what I've learned in fashion and to also hopefully inspire other people to chase a calling. Um, when I started with a beginner's mind back in January, it didn't have the name, but I knew that fashion just wasn't hitting the same. It, I got to this place where I had all this designer clothes and I was buying clothes consumed with fashion, but I felt I wasn't really growing. and when you love something for so long and for me i've loved fashion for 10 years it gets a little bit stale it gets meaningless and so i formed with a beginner's mind as a challenge to say okay you love fashion you, you love talking shit on brands well, let's see if you can design and at the same time i was like okay shit, i've never designed and so this is actually my chance with a beginner's mind to start to share and pull references from my tumblr from conversations i've had with friends from memories and really built that into my design style or my aesthetic. And it's been re a really exciting journey. I've had a lot of great support and mentors who kind of keep me grounded. One thing that I think really fuels with the beginner's mind is just my inspiration. And that would really be people. So specifically, I mean, shout out to all the homies. Like right now, I'm just so hyped to always be chopping it up with Daryl, Nevin, Jorge, Ethan, and to really have the support of two of my best friends, Jenny and Connie. So I mentioned, I mentioned that in connection to With the Beginner's Mind because for me, it's I'm starting this new design project. I want to build community and I find inspiration from everything fashion and from my friends. And so for me, the whole concept of it is I'm human, how can I be vulnerable and share that in my design process? Because fashions, you meet a lot of weirdos, like it's a entertainment industry, meaning people want to project a certain image. But for me, with with the beginner's mind, the thought is to say, it's okay to not know everything. Mm -hmm. It's okay to reveal the process. And in that, I want to take people on this journey of what does it look like for me to chase my dream of design? what does that look like from the perspective of the good and the bad meaning the the things that i learned through struggle or through anxiety and also these surprises that come with certain wins and all together that that really forms with the beginner's mind it's always learning new things i think the tagline that really sticks with me is endless possibilities i like that yeah um i like the fact that you 
it's it's pretty transparent at least on instagram you know you show the design process yeah and i show some shit designs honestly because i'd be doing illustrator for the first time not knowing how to do it i always tell my homies like what you can do in 30 minutes it takes me no joke three hours and i'm using stock text but it's like (laughs) that's all i know i'm still trying though no that's cool because like we said um you people just see the end product and i feel like people just think oh jeans easy to make right but it's clearly it's not because you you've had a couple samples that came into you and you said no yeah garbage not what bro. i want yeah <laughs> so that's what i see it's really cool that you're showing that thank you i it's awesome that i'm showing it that was the whole intention of starting this project and for me like what has been so special is like i said the goal is for me to learn design so i'm starting out a sketch i'm measuring pieces i'm measuring different details out sending it to the factory getting a first sample revising it hopefully pushing it to production i mentioned that because if i wanted to i could buy some saint laurent jeans send it to china have them replicated but for me i'd rather enjoy the process of not knowing something and then learning it later and what i mean by not knowing is with denim there's so many details and so like on my first pair i wanted to do this certain patch detail and thought it was super easy, thought it was something I could execute. But when I got it back, it was way different. And I think that surprise for me was what was awesome because I realized I'm in control of my design. And if it's whack, I edit it. If it's good, I keep it. All to say though, I'm in control of it. I'm not just replicating something. And so that's been really exciting and just part of my design process. How many samples did you run through? I ran through three samples. Two were physical samples that came back to me. And then the last one, which is a new concept, but it was called receiving a sample with photo comments, meaning the factory sewed it for me, sent me a photo, and then I just approved it. And so it was three rounds, and I'm trying to keep it down to three, which gets into an interesting conversation I had the other day with the homies, which in that conversation was, do you release a design do you know when to release a design or are you always chasing perfection? And my rule that I'm trying to work with is no more than three edits before putting something out because otherwise you get twisted. You're just like, there's just so many details you can do on jeans or on anything really. And if you're chasing perfection, which is really against the ethos of with the beginner's mind, then I think you're just going to be stuck and paralyzed. And at a certain point, you need to be agile to move on to the next thing and say, okay, this is as good as it's going to get. I'm proud of it. Let's move on. Otherwise, you don't put anything out. And I think that's the struggle with being creative or trying to is being so worried about how others perceive you or if your product's good enough or not. And in reality, it comes down to believe in it, tell the story about it, and people will ultimately follow it i think because they enjoy the process as much as they enjoy the clothing yeah cool um we've been talking a lot about my design project with the beginner's mind which is part ethos part brand slash project and one thing i wanted to ask you is what does with the beginner's mind mean to you omar so with the beginner's mind to me it's a lifestyle i read this one book the autobiography of supreme court judge Sonia Sotomayor and it was a really good book pretty long but the one thing that I really took out of it was um, she said make 
any any willing person a teacher and learn from them and fire from them that that stuck when i read that i'm like this this is it and it's it's the thing that i've been doing if someone's willing to teach me something i'm willing to learn and that's how i've been living my life ever since i read that book i think that that point about someone if someone wants to learn show them that's so important because for me it's i love fashion that's my everything Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day what i'm hoping to inspire is for people to chase their calling and in chasing your calling what i believe is you impact the world in a positive way and everyone has that ability not everyone likes to tap into it but the more people that do i really think it makes the world a better place and that's why at the start of this podcast i said i'm a human being because i'm really inspired by fashion creatives the one in particular is phoebe from celine she mentioned that before celine before being you know a renowned creative director she wants to be known as a mom she wants to be known as a human and that really stuck with me because it's like a lot of people be chasing this image of working in fashion meeting i don't know bro little uzi vert or something but on the real <laughs> i just want to be a good human like if i'm yeah. a good human i meet good people and some of those good people happen to be famous cool but on the real i just want to be a good human teach people new things and inspire them i think that's my calling in life and i'm doing and i'm very fortunate to do that through my dream which is fashion okay so you've mentioned a little bit about your process and three samples and then put something out but how was that that whole journey like uh everything that went into it like the financial fears just self-doubt and everything yeah that question gave me major flashbacks and chills as you asked it i think to start this whole project, like I said, started from me loving fashion and chasing this dream. And back when I was in college, I knew that I wanted to work in fashion. And I kind of went through this long journey of getting a lot of no's. Some people saying yes, but for the most part, it was employers, other creatives saying, you have no portfolio. Mm. You seem like a random kid. We're not going to give you a shot. All of those no's just made me want to understand fashion even more because it's like, why not me? Why won't you hire me? Because I didn't go to fit them. And honestly, that was the case at the start. But my whole journey and process kind of led me to dreaming about fashion, creating tangible steps to getting there, and then ultimately arriving at this point where I can now feel like I have the ability to design. And so jumping ahead a little bit but earlier a few months back i left my dream job and i had been working at john elliott for five years that was honestly the pinnacle of fashion for me my like i said my whole throughout my whole journey i always wanted to work with a real fashion brand and i had that opportunity did it for five years and left my dream job to unlock a new dream which is with the beginner's mind and that whole process of transitioning to this new dream and really living the dream came with me saying okay i've worked through my dream company what's next again it's like how can i fall deeper in love with fashion and starting with the beginner's mind was really nerve-wracking it started from saying okay i'm going to try design to holding myself accountable I'm going to turn in a design. I'm going to work through the edits. 
you had asked me at the start before I got carried away about what was it like with finances and the way I treated it, which I think is really special, is I told myself, I'm going to put down X amount of dollars to learn. If my first design, the jeans, don't sell out, it's still a win because I learned something from mm -hmm. it. And so that, again, speaks to with a beginner's mind. It was this idea of I have a dream. How am I going to chase it? And my whole process is really at the start is chasing curiosity. Like I said, I love fashion. So you one day think about making jeans, then a tote bag, then a jacket, then sweatpants. And because I don't know how to design, I walk myself through all the steps of making each product. And that in itself is a little bit scary, but at the same time, knowing that I really want to learn and that there is no such thing as perfect because I'm not perfect. My whole process is rooted in learning, trying, and knowing that whatever outcome happens, it brings me to another part of life, which is a new fork in the road. It could either be a learning or it could be a win. And so I'd say that speaks a little bit to my design process. It's really just been chasing a curiosity that started from 10 years ago when I wanted to work in fashion to getting to this point where I really would say I'm living the dream. Like time, things are tough. I'm super stressed all the time. But when I think about it, I'm getting a chance to chase something I've always wanted to. And the process is what makes it worthwhile. There are highlights like selling out the jeans or connecting with people. But on the real, the process that I enjoy is staying up late at night, wondering if this is going to work out and having to then craft your craft your business plan or craft your vision i think that's really exciting because no one can do that but me and yeah. that's part of putting out a creative project is it's a piece of you so when i thought of with the beginner's mind i thought it was always going to be jeans but it's clearly not the case because you're um exploring other projects you're creating a tote bag currently yeah creating a few pieces and this will be the first time that i'm sharing it so i'm pretty excited that you yeah. asked this question I've been saying that with a beginner's mind is a design project as a result of countless nights thinking about really the grand picture. It's actually turning into a brand. Okay. And so I am working on a tote bag. I'm working on sweatpants. I'm working on a jacket. All to say, I'm really trying to push capsules every quarter. And for me, it's scary. But the reality is I got a taste of design through jeans. I really love it. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to keep designing, keep putting out more product. And if it works out, amazing. That's the goal. If it doesn't, at least I knew I gave it my all and I went yeah. all in. And that's something that has been so crucial to me starting this project is even is realizing you have to really be fully committed to chasing a dream. And it's going to be scary but you can't half-ass a dream. You have to go yeah. all in. And so working on new things, yes, and really working to make with a, with a beginner's mind transition from project to brand. So we talked about that. Do you um, want to share your social medias? Yeah, I want to share my social. And then I've been dying to ask you this question to wrap up this season and talk more about Open Gym. Okay. So I'll get into my social. I have I have a few because they're burner accounts, but I'll give you the two main ones. <laughs> okay. My first <laughs> Instagram is Fama, and the second one is with the beginner's mind. Personal account, 
Brian DeCount. Those are my two main socials. Okay. I'll add them in the description and spell it out. Yeah, for sure. Now getting into what I'm excited to ask, this about wraps up the first season for Open Gym. And I've listened to everything. I know, not I know, you've listened (laughs) to everything. You've been the one hosting it. So I wanted to ask, what were some of your favorite moments on the podcast? Favorite moments? Uh, Definitely it was just uh, the, okay, so everything was through Zoom and I've never met pretty much anyone besides Jorge. That's the first person I, I knew. And Alex too, I knew him from high school. But I think my favorite moments were like, just kind of freaking out, like, fuck, what is this person going to think? You know, like, it's kind of weird. Just Zoom, we've never met. So is that what little... are going to think about my green screen? Yeah, my green screen. He has like, a green screen of his Open Gym logo. <laughs> if it, like, didn't fall over and just yeah. shows everything in the back. It was that moment of anxiety was, like, probably one of my favorite things. Because after, like, we started talking and it just connected with them, like, they're humans just like me. We had a good time recording. At least I did. Um, and then all the advice it gave me, like, yeah, that was my next thought, which is like, what piece of advice stuck with you? Um, one of the few great advice that I got from people on the show was Jorge when he said, um, I forgot how many millions or billions of people are in this world, but he said, if you like something, there's, let's say, 7 billion people on this planet, someone else is going to like it. And that's stuck. That's true. So that, um, everything Nathaniel said. <laughs> yeah, that, home, you got to drop the part too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, his was two hours. I had to cut it to 30 minutes. You know how bad that sucked? Because he was really, he was just spitting. Um, yeah, homie got bars. Him, um, what Brian said a little bit about, like, what, everything he's learning in school, he's applying it right now. Yeah. Um, the way that Anais worked, or how she learned to make rugs during quarantine, how she, like, did it when all this was happening and she learned and she's making crazy pieces like that I took out of it. I really enjoyed that. That That's some, some of my favorite stuff that I've learned from people, not necessarily advice, but like what they, what they did, their actions and yeah. stuff. One thing that I loved and you spoke about this, I can't even keep track of time, but earlier is there's the natural progression of how open gym started and how season mm-hmm. one is ending. And that is, a real live example of going after something, living with a beginner's mind and knowing that as long as you put in the work, you're going to get better. The first episode might not be how you want it to be, but over time you learn how to guide a conversation. You learn what questions to ask and you just feel more comfortable. And I think that's something I've really admired as I've listened to, you know, the first episode and the most recent one with Brian. Yeah. So um, first, I want to say sorry, Martin. Uh, your episode might not be the best sounding one. At least you're honest, bro. That's I appreciate that. Yeah, but I appreciate him giving me the time and and that be, him being the first episode, you being the last. I really appreciate that. And like I said, I want to uh, get this better. I can't focus on perfecting it because I probably never will perfect something like this. Yeah. But as long as it's sounding better, I'm giving you or the guest like a sense of justice and their storytelling. That's all I could hope for. And that's, uh, I'm, I'm really proud of that. Uh, I stuck to it and I've been progressively getting better at it and trying to get better at it. Definitely. The last thought is what can we expect from season two of open gym, man, season two of open gym. I've been brainstorming this with uh, my fiance 
and I hope it goes as planned. I want to. So this season was, um, in a way, smaller entrepreneurs not taking shade at anyone. Or uh, next season, I want to talk to entrepreneurs that are a little bit more established, give their story. Yeah, and um, show how like they started probably with like the same idea that people in season one started, and now they're here in season like their brand or whatever they is that created it's grown and then season three i've thought far ahead up until season three season three go back to that's um, what it takes a vision yeah i'm glad you thought even two seasons in advance so hopefully i could land all the guests in season two and then season three will be back to like season one smaller uh community entrepreneurs you know creatives and whatnot but that's what you can expect from season two hopefully um people are willing to to share and give me some time to talk about their stories. Yeah, I'm super excited to listen to it. And I'm very grateful that you brought me on air to close season one. It's been amazing, hopefully for listeners too, like getting for me to share my story. But more importantly, I wanted to give Omar the chance to spotlight what he's done and why Open Gym is so important to him. And I'm glad Thank that you. you shared more about yourself. Like I think that's really valuable you know, the purpose of why you're doing this, why building community is so important. And it's amazing, man. Thank keep you. Up no, the, I appreciate Keep that. up this whole idea. And again, thankful to be on air. Thank you. Oh, uh, man, this feels good, right? First episode live. I hope every other episode from season two is going to be live. I hope quarantine is done. <laughs> I know we've mentioned a lot of COVID stuff in uh, all the episodes, but I hope next year or next season it's it's over with. Either way, you're going you're gonna to make it work. That's part of improvising and finding a way. Again, thank you, Val, for, really, for being here. And that concludes the first season of Open Gym. I want to give a thank you to Martin, Jorge, Anais, Alex, Nathaniel, Connie, Ray, Brian, and Matt for agreeing to be guests on the show and sharing their stories. Ray, thank you again for helping me with the artwork throughout the season. And I want to give a special thank you to my fiance for helping me with the Instagram throughout the season. And also a thank you to everyone who listens and shows their continuous support. Please make sure to follow the Instagram page at OpenGymPC for updates on season two. Thank you.